Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined as always by Cedra Sarton. Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going great. We're here again. We are. We're back again, ready to record another great episode with none other than Chris Woodward. Good morning. Good morning. Or afternoon. Good morning, wherever it may be. <laughs> it's morning somewhere yes. when some when people are good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, who might be confused as to like what, why are we referencing morning? Well, it's morning for us. Yeah. Uh, we pre-record these episodes, and when by the time they reach your ears, we're doing something else completely. <laughs> so it's all it's an illusion. It's afternoon. <laughs> it's afternoon, and in a totally different day. Exactly. Well, before we jump too far in, I want to remind everybody they can go to afa.net/slash the stand if they want to get some articles and content from Engage Mm -hmm. Um, and our podcast is available so if you have to turn this off and you're like I don't want to miss any of it because I know that's how you feel (laughs) you you can go to afr.net and at the top there's a place that says podcast yes you can find the program there absolutely go check it out Uh, share it with your friends and family spread the word yeah Yeah. share it on Facebook absolutely go today tag everybody (laughs) all right so uh because Chris is in, I think everyone knows by now that when that what that means is we're going yeah. to be talking about the news, mm-hmm. and I'm sure just everyone is kind of tired of talking about the news, but we're <laughs> going to do it anyway. Yes, uh, because it's important, because it's necessary, and we need to know specifically how to pray for our country. Yes. So, Chris, what's 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 first on the list, man? Well, all of these uh, topics do involve things that we uh, can and should be praying about. Um, let's begin with the Texas shooting. Obviously, that's yeah. dominated the news cycle for several days now. Um, for people that are maybe unaware, uh, yeah. for whatever reason, you had a, a shooting in Texas uh, near the border. 19 children were killed, two teachers, uh, several other people were injured in the attack. Investigations uh, continue uh, into what motivated the 18-year-old gunman. Right. Uh, reports are all over the place, so I'm not going to go with this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, uh, the person that did this was not well. Right. Uh, you know, it, it takes uh, some sort of uh, mental issue, uh, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly a sin issue, to to want to do something like this and then right. to carry it out. And I think it, it shows um, a reason why we should engage people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, reach out to people, uh, you know, say hi to them, speak to them. Uh, some people say that this uh, gunman was, uh, he was described as a loner. Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody out there that uh, maybe is in the workplace or or even somebody at church, somebody out and about in town, places that you frequent, you know, get to know them, introduce yourself, yeah. uh, tell them about yourself, invite them, you know, if you're having a meal, invite them to sit with you, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can make a difference in somebody's life. I'm not <laughs> saying that, you know, had somebody done that on uh, last Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, it might have prevented something like this. But I do believe uh, that that is something we should um, take into consideration when we see somebody by themselves a lot. You know, introduce yourself and get to know that person. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. I mean, since uh, since the uh, quarantines of 2020, um, is that isolation is not good for for humans. Like Mm -hmm. we are not, God did not create us to be loners and to be alone. And so 
community and 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 accountability. I think that's a, that is a responsibility that we have. If we, you know, the Bible tells us to love our neighbors, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of it. Um, to check in on each other and to make sure, hey, are, they're everybody's doing okay, you know, and you and you have have a, a sense of. Um, community and you know what's going on mm-hmm. loves your neighbors not saying that you need to be nosy and knowing every little detail right but uh, just being there you know and being somebody in their lives that they can depend on that they can confide in um, that you're trustworthy and uh, so that we can help support each other mm-hmm. and uh, you know yeah I would agree like there is a very big mental health issue going on in our country right now especially um, for young men. Yes, and uh, that can that can be traced back to so so many um, causes. I think um, one number one, I would say, is fatherlessness. Now, I don't know anything about this this uh, guy who who did this horrible thing. I don't know what his life situation was at all, um, but I do know that fatherlessness is one of the biggest causes mm-hmm. of like mental health issues in our in our country. Um, also, just you know, isolation. You know, in finding like niche. Uh, communities online and that's away from all supervision away from all accountability and you can uh, young men especially can easily get sucked into worlds that promise them you know uh, uh, greatness promise them a good reputation everything if they adhere to this philosophy and Mm -hmm. you champion this thing and uh, can quickly become something very dark Mm -hmm. Um, so these are things that we need to be aware of and uh, we can't be aware of these things if we are unplugged and disconnected from each other i think we all kind of wondered what what thing how things would be at the beginning of this pandemic how Mm. it would affect mental health not obviously this is not the first school shooting ever yeah this is not uh you know where it all began there were there were school shootings before the pandemic but you you have to think that it is only affected us in a way that's going to make it worse you know Mm. you talking about the isolation um and the access to the internet Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, people say it helps, and in some ways, it does. Mm-hmm. Having access to the inter- internet, I mm-hmm. can uh, message somebody and instantly get a reply back, and we have conversations and stuff. Sure. And then again, I can also uh, complete completely create a world, like completely create yeah. an identity that is not actually mine. Mm-hmm. I can use diff- someone else's pictures and use someone else's name, mm-hmm. um, or you know, not even a person. You know, just some weird username. We see it all the time. I, you know. And have conversations where I feel like there are no consequences because nobody knows who I am. So then I'm willing to say and do things that um, I keep saying I and me, but, you know, uh, in general. I'm getting a little worried about you, Yeah, in general, like I can talk about things there. And so then you have groups meeting Mm up in these places and talking about things they would normally be scared to talk about. And um, that gives them... I, I don't want to say, I guess, a confidence boost in mm-hmm. doing the things that they normally wouldn't do because society deems it wrong, mm-hmm. and it is wrong. Right. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the time, and then you have them act out on that eventually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I mean, again, I don't know if that was what was going on. I, I, I've I've personally kind of stayed away from this story a little bit just because I just I can't process that right now like that's this is it's a lot it, it is. really is a lot so i don't know what exactly again motivated this mm-hmm. um but but you're exactly right um and i think especially as christian parents if, you, if you're listening to this uh and, and you have young 
children, you know, like now is not too late to go ahead and like set up those guard, you know, those guards and those boundaries um, for your children online. And I know that it's, it's, you know, almost impossible, you know, to say that my child is never going to go on the internet. I mean, that it may be at one point, maybe when I was a kid, that was possible, but mm-hmm. it's just not anymore. I mean, yeah. you, that that's and, just the world we live in now. And but. take an interest in yes. what your kids are doing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you're and, like, it's yeah. not my thing. I'm sorry. It's not my thing. Yeah. Well, okay. That's sit down <laughs> and listen to them though. Right. Because yeah. you need to know what they are mm-hmm. into and what they are doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a good example. I mean, I have, uh, like a lot of people, we don't have, you know, satellite or cable. Yeah. We watch a lot of streaming yeah, services. Absolutely. And so we, uh, we oftentimes will just mirror our phone or tablet onto the television mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm a cheapskate, so we we have all the free and basic packages of like various uh, services, and uh, some of them with colorful logos. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, oftentimes, you know, the the free and basic packages will come with ads. Yeah. You know, that's how that's how you are able to watch it for and I'm using air quotes free mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because they have ads, and the, the ads are like all over the place. Yeah. I know. Like why is <laughs> why are you advertising this when my eight year old is watching like. Uh, a fixer-upper type show for eight-year-olds. Like, I don't... She doesn't want to watch that. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. No, absolutely. Yeah, and, and... Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, being involved and and being there when your child's on the internet. But especially as if you have young men, even young women, um, who who grow up in their, in their teens. And I think it's important as parents that we provide that sort of recognition and mm-hmm. that like coming of age, you know, thing for our, for our children that they won't f- try to find that somewhere else, you know, that validation. Um, and I think that when, when, when a, a young person is sort of caught up in a, in a dangerous ideology that they found online or they, 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 they join a group of people who are talking about these things that are discipling them, um, in, in, in terrible, terrible, uh, beliefs, um, it's really our job, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- to to do that, to to disciple our children and to validate them as young adults, so that they don't go and try to find that somewhere else. Right. Another thing that has popped up this week, uh, you know, while we're uh, making sure our kids are where they need to be, mm-hmm. or or kids in general um, need to be, we ourselves need to watch how we. Uh, interact with people over situations like this. And Mm -hmm. I bring that up because, as is often the case when a shooting happens, people Mm -hmm. will go on Twitter, for example, and they say thoughts and prayers with the victims and their families, which is totally normal. I do it. A lot of people have done it. We should do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this week specifically, uh, Congressman Darrell Issa had tweeted that thoughts and prayers with the victims and their families, Mm -hmm. to which another congressman from Arizona uh, used an an expletive, a cuss Mm -hmm. word, and went on to slam your prayers and said, you know, these things aren't working, that kind of stuff. Mm And then the floodgates opened. Oh, sure. yeah. And a lot of people who, um, according to their Twitter bios, you know, put Jesus first and they're, you know, they're Christians and stuff like that, they started using that same wording yeah. uh, to slam the congressman who had nasty things to say about prayer. Mm. Uh, is there a time to engage mm. and correct someone? Sure. Yeah. But I think we need to be mindful of how we speak and how we interact with people. I know that sounds like we're all, you know, members of the Fuddy Diddy Club. But at some point, we have to act Christ-like. If you're yes. going to be a Christian, we need to act Christ-like. And right. Jesus is not going to use those words. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, the Word tells us that we should uh, refrain from using 
um, bad words. Mm-hmm. Colossians three eight comes to mind in mm-hmm. the King James version. It tells us to put all uh, to put off all wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy communication from our mouth. Mm-hmm. Now, is Twitter our actual speech? No, but it is an extension of our speech. Yeah. So if you're going to use things like that. Um, you're putting a, you know, you look bad. Yeah. And and then it makes a lot of other people hot and bothered, and they want to get in on it. And all of a sudden, all the people who claim to be these righteous folks mm-hmm. that are trying to point you towards the light mm-hmm. look like everybody else. Absolutely. You know, if you're a Christian and you own a social media account, that social media account belongs to Jesus. It doesn't belong to you, really. Mm-hmm. And. Um, if you, if, if you say, well, you know, like that, that, that's for my person, that's for my, you know, interacting with the world, you know, that's for my personal use. It's like, okay, well, you're saying that Jesus is Lord of all of your life, except this one thing. And does that mean he's Lord of your life? So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's it should be a check, uh, in your spirit. If you find yourself interacting with the world as if you were a part of the world, as if you were exactly like those who deny that Jesus is Lord. Um, It should be a cause for you to stop, back up, and examine your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, it's not just, oh, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. It's, no, the reputation of God is at stake, and you're bearing his name. You need to be careful with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and also kind of remember where some of these people are coming from. There are Mm. plenty of them that are using this to Mm -hmm. push an agenda, and I get that, and that's infuriating. That doesn't change how you should act as Mm -hmm. a Christian, Uh, but there are a lot of people out there who are hurting, and they're angry, Mm -hmm. and they're upset, Mm -hmm. and it is understandable that Mm -hmm. they are angry and upset. Maybe they're turning their anger to the to the wrong things, or they or they're they're trying to create a solution that won't really work in some people's minds. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are they are hurting, so they're gonna lash out. Yeah, and um, that what whatever someone else does towards you mm. does not change the way that you should do. Yeah, how you should behave. You know that that brings mm. up a good point. Um, oftentimes when things like this happen, we'll pray for the law enforcement that has to deal with it. We'll pray for the state uh, and local elected people that have to you know deal with it and stuff like that. We oftentimes forget to pray for, like, the relatives of the person responsible mm. because they're going to go the rest of their life connected to that person. Yeah. And if, especially mm. if they live in a small town, they're going to face, well, you know, so-and-so is related to that, you know, that kid that yeah. did that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will forever live with something like that, and maybe they'll have these kind of thoughts in the back of their mind that maybe something they did, mm. you know, was responsible for all this. So pray for uh, relatives of the people responsible, but also pray for um, the people like the congressman who had nasty things to say about our prayers. Pray for that person because you're right. We've all been in situations where we're mad, Mm -hmm. we're frustrated. Mm -hmm. Maybe we've let out words that we shouldn't use come out Mm -hmm. uh, physically or on social media. Uh, But, you know, pray for that person. Pray for comfort. Pray for peace of mind. Pray that we can all come together and, you know, uh, reach the uh, agreement that we need to have over this Mm -hmm. as we pray for all those state and local people that have to deal with things like this. Right, right. Yeah, we have to remember as Christians, like our primary job is to glorify God in front of a world that hates him. It's not to solve every issue immediately. Uh, Just because you own a Twitter account doesn't mean (laughs) that it's up to you to solve the world's problems uh, as they arise. Sometimes you need to back up and think about it before you say anything. Yeah. Another story um, that we have been following this week, and this is going to continue to play out, Oklahoma, 
recently mm-hmm. signed uh, uh, they passed a bill and the governor has pa- uh, signed it into law Oklahoma now has banned most abortions after the point of conception wow <laughs> so uh, this is uh, it's being referred to as the most strict abortion law in the nation that's how the Associated Press words it and because they say it that way a lot of people do mm-hmm. um, but Oklahoma has moved in a really uh, pro-life direction more so than other states. Uh, this is all in preparation for what we think may be that Supreme Court ruling in favor of Mississippi and its efforts to ban most abortions after 15 weeks. Right. Uh, Texas has a similar thing now where they uh, ban most abortions once a baby's heartbeat is detected. That can usually be around six, seven weeks into pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So Oklahoma's goes above and beyond that. Wow. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, support uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think... Uh, one pro-lifer told me that, look, even if the Supreme Court comes down in favor of Mississippi and Roe versus Wade goes back to the states, we as believers, we as pro-life people still need to get out there to share the pro-life message mm-hmm. uh, because there are still going to be people that for whatever reason are seeking abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to, uh, as Christians, as pro-lifers, share uh, reasons why they should consider um giving birth, yeah. even if it's to, you know, uh, let it out for adoption, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so as these kinds of uh, stories hit the news cycle, just know that, look, um, I still have work to do mm-hmm. as a believer. I should sh- you know, still be telling people what Scripture says about uh, God and children, and uh, God doesn't like hands that shed innocent blood. As a matter of fact, he hates it. Yeah. Jesus wants children to come to him, things mm-hmm. like that. So even though your politicians uh, in your state capital or maybe even our federal leaders are getting things done in the way of uh, pro-life legislation, you yourself still have a responsibility. Absolutely. Yes. And if you don't know what to do or you can't get out, I, I- would consider looking into some different um, pregnancy centers mm-hmm. and things like that. I know we we support and partner with people like Preborn mm-hmm. who provide ultrasounds. And a lot of times, maybe not every single time, but a majority of the time when a young woman or a girl, like they see this baby for the first time on that monitor and they hear that heartbeat, mm-hmm. a lot of them will change their minds. Yeah. So it, it may not mm-hmm. be 100% of the time because they're, they're, they're – under a lot of pressure to abort from people around them maybe or or whatever other reason and they still go through with that but you will change a lot of minds um that way so if you can't get out and go talk to people or you don't know what to say and stuff i would consider looking into some of those ministries yeah Yeah. mississippi actually uh this is something our governor has signed into law uh in recent weeks uh we actually provide some tax relief now if you do contribute to a pregnancy resource center. Mm -hmm. Uh, And other states presumably will follow suit if they haven't already. Um, So, you know, you yourself might even have a financial incentive uh, to to contribute to these things. And a lot of churches already do that. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, individuals do it as well. Yeah. I I do think, though, it's worth mentioning that this uh, legislation, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I I believe this is what what I read, is that the legislation in Oklahoma, as as wonderful it is, we're we're making progress, Mm -hmm. and that's it is, I would say, the strictest, you know, anti-abortion laws in in, in the country. Um, there are still, you know, uh, caveats. There are still, you know, it doesn't cover the morning after pill, mm-hmm. which is abortive. Um, it doesn't cover abortion in cases of rape and incest. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things are still allowed in Oklahoma, which means that as Christians, especially Christians li- living in Oklahoma, you absolutely mm-hmm. have more work to do to yeah. – because uh, – the the government honestly can only do so much. Um, we have to change the culture first. Uh, we and 
that can be done. It really can be done. We need to be spreading the gospel. We need to be, like you said, partnering with uh, things like preborn and showing people because you can show people mm. the truth about you know uh, life um, at conception. And, right. Um, so that those are important things yeah. for us to keep in mind. Well, and it kind of brings us back full circle, if that's the correct term to use. Yeah, sure. uh, with the uh, the Texas shooting, a lot of people, uh, the lieutenant governor of Texas, for example, has talked about a lot this week on how that incident shows we have a spiritual problem in this in this country. Mm. Uh, we don't just have a spiritual problem when it comes to wanting to do bodily harm to somebody. We've got a spiritual problem all over the place. Yeah. And who is best to solve that? It's the body of Christ. But we need to get up off of our couch, mm. binge a little less, be in God's word more, and more importantly, share that with somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Share truth apply scripture. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'll go ahead and add to that. If you are um, one of the examples people use to favor abortion, if you are the product of rape or incest mm. or something like that, uh, in my case, um, some people would say my mom had the right to abort me mm-hmm. because she had, was in an abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. And some people would say, well, you don't, you shouldn't have to carry uh, that person's child and mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, and my, I was very lucky. My mom had me and my brother, and then she went on to uh, marry somebody way better who uh, who adopted me mm-hmm. as a great dad. And um, But people have used me as an example, as a reason to abort, like because mm-hmm. of an abusive uh yeah spouse or, or or partner and um stand up for yourself yeah. if you're one of those examples go ahead and let people know to quit using you as an example you don't appreciate it because yeah. i don't right well and okay so and and that that's a, that's a great example too like the, the, these people are walking around like you said like the people who come from situations of rape and incest and those terrible things that happen, they're mm-hmm. they're walking around right now and don't they deserve to live, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and two, I think that on a on a very basic cultural level, um our our culture views pregnancy and just expecting a baby in general in a very twisted light. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my wife works at a women's hospital. She deals with pregnancy. She, she deals with the medical field surrounding that, um, uh, that, uh, ex- expecting a baby. And the culture is really viewing pregnancy as a disease. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy mm-hmm. is sickness and curing the sickness is what medicine does. Yeah. So, you know, having the baby a certain way is your, your, treating it as if it's a sickness. And having and children is the end of your life as you know it. Exactly I mean, that too. I guess yeah. in a lot of ways that your life is going to mm-hmm. completely change, but it's not a bad thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and th- these are some of the things that we need to tackle these cultural issues that pregnancy is not a sickness. It's not a disease. It's not this terrible thing that somebody right. has to go through. We need to change our perspective on a very basic level. Um, and and I, I think that's how we change the culture. Honestly, in, in America and compared to other countries, the way we view pregnancy is very different. Um, there, other countries uh, view pregnancy as something that's very natural, very accepted by the culture. But in America, especially because the idea of chasing the American dream, uh, modern feminism and mm-hmm. all of this has twisted it to be, no, this is an undesirable thing that you have to mm-hmm. go through. Uh, if children are a part of the dream that you're chasing. Yeah, I I mean, I interview uh, and know a lot of women who have uh, several children, 
uh, and still uh, handle a job. Some of them, you know, run offices, yeah. even though they have multiple <laughs> kids. So do not let, young lady out there listening, do mm-hmm. not let somebody tell you that you cannot have a career and a family. Absolutely. A lot of women do it. And if, and, if, and if people are out there telling you Christians want women just to stay in the home and, you know, cook, read Proverbs 31 and you tell me what that woman is doing. Yeah. Yeah. She's a CEO, I'm just saying. <laughs> and... For the ones who do decide to stay home mm-hmm. yes. and cook and clean mm-hmm. and take care of the home, that is absolutely perfectly sure. wonderful and yes. okay. It's yeah. not just okay. It's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So <laughs> My wife did that for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the only one working outside the home. Yeah. Okay. My wife yeah. had a full-time job at home uh, doing all the things <laughs> right. uh, I didn't have to do. And, you know, um, oftentimes I think men especially, we don't realize that, like, we're we're at work sometimes doing the job we love or maybe even our hobby. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and then you realize, like, there's been a lot that's happened today. Oh, yeah. And I need to put on my other hat. Well, and, I, you know. I'll tell you what. When we had to stay home uh, during, you know, the COVID outbreak mm-hmm. initially, um, that was my – I mean, because up till then I had been going into the office pretty much every day. And my wife had been working maybe one day a week at the hospital. Um, so that was my first real taste of – staying home with the kids on a regular basis while my wife went out to mm-hmm. work because I was, you know, working from home. My wife still had to go to the hospital because it's a hospital yeah. that doesn't stop. Um, and that was like, okay, I have to, uh, this is hard. <laughs> and, and this is, this is a point in my life where I have to do a little bit more growing up and, and, uh, learn how to be a, you know, a, be a dad on a different level. <laughs> um, so that it was definitely eye waking, um, uh, and, and yeah, staying at home, is no joke. It, that takes a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of work. Oh yeah. When my I don't have children myself. When my sister leaves her kids with me, mm-hmm. I come back <laughs> and the house is destroyed. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And my sister's like, "What happened here?" And I was like, "I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I have no answers for you. I, we're alive, and so <laughs> just be glad of that." We'll live to tell at it right. this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think the stories that we covered today um, really are about the sanctity of life. Yes. Um, uh, and this is something that, unfortunately, I mean, we, we've been struggling with as a human race. You know, we've been, we've been struggling with this since the fall. And I don't think that we're going to come to a point where, you know, maybe legally, yes, maybe, it may, maybe in our laws and legislation, but I don't, as, as a people, as a culture, this is going to be an ongoing battle. And so... Um, uh, what I would encourage everyone to do is don't give up and uh, certainly do not leave yeah. the word of God unread mm-hmm. and don't uh, stop pray. praying. Yeah. Absolutely. And pray for everybody involved. Pray for the ones who work in the abortion mm-hmm. industry. Pray that they'll have a change of heart and turn away from that. Um, and, you know, as well as the ones who are making this, you know, the, the mm-hmm. decision whether to abort or not, pray for them. Yeah, And um, if you want to know more about us and what we do, mm-hmm. remember go to afa.net slash the stand mm-hmm. or go to afr.net and uh, look for the podcast there. And yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Chris, Thank you. for being on with us. You can find Chris's work at afn.net. afn.net. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being thank on you. with us today. And until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture.